Welcome everyone to Check the Net, Impact 89 FM's own college basketball podcast. I'm your host, Colin Pearson. I'm joined today by my co-host, Kylie. How's it going today, Kylie? It's going great. Yeah, all right. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Going good for me too. It's been a long week, two weeks actually. We have not, we didn't record last week because it was fall break and we are back. Uh, we've got some preseason games to talk about and we've got the first games of the season yes. coming up next week. I'm excited. I'm so excited. It's, it's time. I've been waiting. <laughs> We've been waiting since March for this. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Real, realistically, beginning of April, but like March. But like March, yeah. <laughs> but, but March, you know. So we're just going to jump right in if you're good with that, Kylie. I'm good. I just want to shout out, Derek, we miss you. <laughs> yeah, we miss you, Derek. Come uh, back. We were talking right before the episode. Um, Derek is broadcasting the women's basketball game tonight at Michigan State. Um, so. He's not recording with us. He's doing other broadcast work. Uh, we love you, though. Yeah. We miss you. Have so much fun. If you, if he's ever, uh, you know, covering it again, tune in, listen to him. He's super smart. He knows what he's doing. Absolutely. All right. Well, speaking of women's basketball. Yes. Uh, let's talk about last week's scrimmages. Um, there was one that we mentioned last week that happened that we have results from, and that was number six, South Carolina versus Rutgers. Now, as I said two weeks ago, I thought Rutgers would put up a little bit of a fight against another <laughs> Power 5 team. You know, they're they're a Big Ten team. They're not a bad team. South Carolina's really good. I knew mm. that, you know, but I expected, like, you know, keep it within, like, 20, 30, maybe. Yeah. Um, South Carolina ended up winning 155. <laughs> and uh, Domination, for real. If I'm being completely honest, Rutgers looked like a 16 seed losing to a 1 seed there. Oof. And South Carolina is the sixth seed over, or is the sixth ranked team in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, t- Kylie, do you think this uh, reflects more on South Carolina's absolute dominance or on Rutgers not going to be able to hold up in the Big Ten this year? I, from my perspective, since they, since South Carolina lost such a key group of girls to their team just from you know them graduating and they're all very successful in the WNBA which is super exciting. I think this shows more reflects more on them to be honest, which is why I'm assuming they came out and were so dominant in this performance. I should not have been worried about their bounce back. I was a little bit concerned just because they have a lot of new players coming in. I literally should not have been worried at all um because this just shows that they are the same dominant team year after year. And again, credit to Don Staley. She is amazing. Great coach. I absolutely love her. It'll just be really interesting to see in conference play and, you know, when we get kind of into the heat of the season, if they still have this momentum with them. It's the first kind of scrimmage. It's the first kind of go around for a lot of teams. So a lot of adjustments can be made. Players are going to get better. Teams are going to mesh together more. So just be interesting to see how they progress throughout the season. I mean, but that's huge momentum yeah that's like, insane uh-huh. like just for comparison when they did play the 16 seed last year as a one seed in the tournament uh they beat them 72 to 40 yeah that was a 32 point <laughs> win compared to a 45 point win over rutgers mm-hmm. they beat norfolk state by 32 like and this is a scrimmage you know so you know it's not it doesn't matter towards the season record yeah and you know there's Rules no are fouling flexible. Out. It's yeah. a little bit more flexible. But at the same time, 155 mm-hmm. is just insane. Yeah, and that is a beatdown. Legitimately a beatdown. Like, we all knew South Carolina would be good. Oh, yeah. 
but holy cow, that's better than I expected. Yeah, I'm hoping that Rutgers takes this uh, ginormous loss and um, uses it to push them forward and motivate because I don't see Big Ten play being any different than what they just handled. Oh, absolutely not. Not even close. When you're getting up against teams, Iowa, Ohio State, Maryland, Maryland, Michigan, I mean, you're looking at these bigger schools, these bigger basketball women's schools, they're going to have to put up some sort of a fight. I hope their season isn't consistent with this because that'd be miserable. And I hate when that happens to teams when they have rough seasons because it's hard. So I'm hoping that they, you know, have a little pick me up after this. Yeah. And I mean, I know Rutgers um, wasn't a tournament team last Mm -hmm. year or anything, but like they're they're still a Big Ten school and they were generally okay last year. Yeah. Um, that loss hurts a lot. Yeah. And so they got to bounce back from that. They got to figure out a way to come back from that because otherwise Big Ten season is going to look really ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Big Ten season, though, uh, number 14, Maryland, also played a game Ooh. last week. We didn't talk about this two weeks ago um, because we weren't just looking at them, but Maryland played East Carolina and only won by 10 points. They won mm-hmm. 76 to 66. Um I think Maryland's going to need to bounce back from that. Oh, like, absolutely. I know they won, and I know they won by 10, but to only beat East Carolina by 10 points, mm-hmm. like, and it's kind of a low-scoring game for Maryland as well. They're usually yeah. a little bit of a higher-scoring team, a mm-hmm. little bit more offense, and that wasn't the case. No. That worries me a little bit for Maryland. Oh, 100%. I mean, it could be just them, again, shaking off like the rust from not really you know, playing against people that are – not really playing against people that aren't in their own camp. So I guess it could be just them shaking off the rust. However, that shouldn't matter being a top 25 team and being a a contender in the Big Ten. They should still have won by at least 20 points, to be honest, at least. I mean, we we should have been expecting the performance that South Carolina had to be comparable to what Maryland was going to have against this team. So I think that it's going to post some concerns. Maybe this is the their fall for the year. I mean, who knows? Again, it's super early. Hard to predict things, but... Yeah, maybe you just had a bad shooting day. Maybe, you yeah. know, you're trying out something new with your roster, you know, with mm-hmm. who's playing with who, and it just didn't work. You yeah. know, a lot of time for Maryland, but definitely not a good, um, not a good look for the first... Not at all. Um, scrimmage of the season good look for east carolina i mean being competitive that's yeah, definitely a good look for east carolina absolutely. um especially you know holding maryland to 76 that's some defense there too oh absolutely you and def- listen defense wins games genuinely that's how you win games yeah let's talk about we've got two other games on here um which one do you want to talk about first kylie um we'll save like the good one for last so let's do uh tennessee and uh carson newman yeah, so Tennessee, uh, the 11 seed, they played Carson Newman. Um, I picked this one out specifically because it's Tennessee, um, and I really feel like this gives a good look at what Tennessee can do this season. Yeah. Um, in an SEC that looks just insane with LSU, with South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, Tennessee kind of is a little bit overlooked this year, I feel like. Yeah. But they won 105-72 to 72 over Carson Newman, which... Granted, it's that's Carson solid. Newman. Yeah. But that's a pretty dominant performance. Yeah. You know, I, I don't say there's a surprise there by any no. means, but I think they're a team to watch. I think um, the SEC should look out a little bit for them as well. I mean, they're typically 
Tennessee is typically just such a strong team, especially on the women's side. Um, yeah, again, conference is always tough. And when you're going up against the reigning national champions and then the reigning national champions the year prior, mm-hmm. it's tough. It, it's going to be hard. Um, but if anyone's going to take some wins away from those teams, it's going to be Tennessee, genuinely. I mean, that's just how it's going to go. Yeah, Tennessee. I mean, they're just looking good. Yeah. That's the only reason I wanted to bring up that game. Um, kudos to Carson Newman for playing them um, and putting up 72 yeah. points. That's a pretty big deal. Yeah, that on is. On a team like Tennessee. Um, mm. Good luck for Carson Newman, too, honestly, right there. Yeah. Shows they got, they've got a, either they've got a strong offense or Tennessee has a weaker defense. Yep. So. And uh, either way, yeah. not, a, not a bad look there. Nope. Um, and then the last game... Um, kind of an upset that most people weren't expecting necessarily just because it is a smaller team versus a bigger team. Um, this was Texas Tech versus Northern Arizona. And Northern Arizona won 63-58 to 58 in a very defensive game. Awesome. Um, Northern Arizona, I picked them to win the Big Sky a few episodes ago, um, and I really liked the way they looked against Texas Tech yeah. the other day. Um, they only won by five, but like, that is exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah, that's still a big win. To a Power 5 team like that. Yeah, that's still a huge win. I mean, and again, I don't know really how well Texas Tech competes um, in their conference, but um, still, though, that, that's a huge win for, for NAU, which shows what, what they have for the season. I mean, they're probably going to take the big sky by storm, just based off of this performance purely. Yeah, for sure. I mean... Texas Tech, we'll see how they end up doing, but Northern yeah. Arizona is the big takeaway here. Yeah. I'm excited for them. Um, hopefully they can uh, get a win here in the big sky this year, mm-hmm. um, just like they did last year, I believe. Yeah, I think Don't so. Fully, I think they did. Hopefully. Yeah. We're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quote me on that. But uh, Let's talk about next week in Power 5 women's basketball, though, because there's a few games. I know I picked out. A lot of them. You and did. you picked out And I two stole of, two of them. Yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> I fully respect that because they're all phenomenal games. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about first, South Carolina versus Notre Dame. That's South Carolina's so ranked good. six, Notre Dame's ranked 10, and they're be, they're playing in Paris. That's so cool. Like, that's just <laughs> fun. Oh, it's going to be a phenomenal game. Neutral ground. We should see a full performance out of both teams. Yeah. Uh, right now, my pick is South Carolina to win that. Yeah, but we really uh, haven't seen Notre Dame based yet. based on their recent game yeah. against Rutgers. But Notre Dame, again, always a phenomenal team on the women's side and mm-hmm. uh, should be just a great game to watch. Yeah, it's going to be so fun. I'm really excited to sit down and watch it. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Um, I can't really – I don't have any prediction, to be honest. Oh, you got to make a prediction, okay. Carly. Come on. I'm, like, torn on both. We're going to call you out on okay. this when you're wrong, too. I- <laughs> I'm such a South Carolina supporter. Um, I love them. So I'll stick with South Carolina, but I think it's going to be such a good game that it could go either way. I think it's going to come down to the wire, and I think it's going to be who plays better defense. Like, I just think that's it. That's, um, that's fair. Yeah, it's going to so. be definitely based on defense because both those teams are offensive Oh, they can score, yes. Um, yeah, it's going to be fun. So excited. Should be a pretty high-scoring game, too, I have a feeling, based on Probably. how good their offenses each individually are. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Yeah. But, yeah. Kylie, what about one of yours? Aha. Uh-huh. Okay. So um, I'm excited for 
Ohio State, who's ranked number seven, uh, to play USC, who's ranked number 21. Ooh, I'm okay. ex- I am, people are going to hate me for this. I'm really excited for Ohio State this year. Um, never a sentence I ever thought I would stay, say, even as an Ohio resident. Um, so I am excited for the basketball, their women's basketball team this year. And I, I think that they're ready to take the Big Ten by storm. Um, USC, I'm excited to see because they've got some good new recruits coming in. I'm interested to see how they're going to fare against some seasoned college athletes. So I think that'll be interesting. And then that, I think this game will be a very good prediction of what USC season is going to look like and for what Ohio State season is going to look like. Because they're both going to be playing similar competition mm-hmm. to that. So yep. I think it'll be just a very good predictor of how they're going to do. Yeah, I I agree. You know, it's going to be a phenomenal game, a good predictor. Um, I'm going to pick USC on that one. I mean, fair, yeah. Because of their recruits. Mm-hmm. And I I mean, we haven't seen them play yet, but I think Ohio State hasn't changed a whole lot. Yeah. And they haven't done enough in the offseason to really convince me that they're the better team here. So mm-hmm. I think USC is going to surprise them a little bit. Um, they just yeah. they have a few more tricks up their sleeves. Yeah. Strategy wise, you can already watch Ohio State and see exactly how they're going to play based on last year. That is true because they didn't really change a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, USC, I think, changed enough that there's going to be a little bit more unpredictability there. And whether that is a good thing or a bad thing for USC, we'll see. I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a good thing. I think they take them. Yeah. I will say, though, Ohio State had a very, very strong start to the season last year. They did. That's So I'm just going to throw that out there and we'll – I guess we'll see. I mean, they had a very strong season all (laughs) around last year. Especially the start was – I mean, they were were undefeated for – oh, gosh. So they came up to Iowa, I believe? Yeah. I think it was Iowa that took down the undefeated Ohio State. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But, yeah, that'll be a great game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another one I want to talk about – is not a full-on NCAA game. <laughs> um, it's on November 5. It's the day before the season starts. But I think it's going to be a very exciting game. Um, Team USA of Olympic caliber... Love. ...is going to be facing off against number 11, Tennessee. Fun. <laughs> um, at Tennessee on November 5. And that should just be a phenomenal game. Um, Team USA is, you know, they're ahead of the... 2024 Olympics in Paris. They're starting to get playing. Um, They're just now starting to get that team put together. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a very fresh team who has not practiced together. Yeah. um, Which makes it a very competitive game. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we're pulling together some of the best players. Right. The the best players in the country, actually. um, And pitting them up against a top team that... We saw, you know, take down Carson Newman the other day. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Tennessee will have a little bit of a shock there, I think, at the beginning of that game because Mm -hmm. the the play level is a little different than Carson Newman. Just a little bit. Um. (laughs) Ever so slightly when you're talking about, like, Team USA. You know, all of the top players in the United States. Yeah. Um, But I think that's going to be a phenomenal game. Oh, yeah. It's going to be so fun to watch. It gives us a good preview for... The Olympics. Yeah. I'm excited I, about that. I'm really excited about the Olympics there too. Mm-hmm. Uh Team USA, go USA. Yeah. I think think we're all on the same team with that, no matter which college team we root for. We are, yes. Um uh I think Team USA is gonna take down Tennessee. I think it's gonna be a close game though. 
Yeah, I think so. I hope it's a close game. Um, and if it is, that'll just again how good Tennessee is going to be. Um, but I, I'm definitely going to throw it out there that I think Team USA is going to win. Yeah, it, it's going to be a fun one no matter what. Mm-hmm. Um, last I checked, we don't have a roster for Team USA yet. Oh, it'll be a surprise. Which is interesting. Um, That'll be exciting. Let me double check that while you bring up the next game. Yeah, so the final game we kind of wanted to talk about today, at least for the Power Five, is going to be our reigning national champions, LSU, take on Colorado, who is ranked number 20. Uh, that'll be on Monday as well. A lot of these games are on Monday. I hope they're all back-to-back-to-back so I can just turn on the TV and <laughs> watch them all through. But um, I am expecting LSU dominance. Um, I don't hope to see LSU dominance. I want them to win. I think they're going to win, um, but I would like to see a really good game. Uh, I want to see Colorado compete. And, uh, yeah, Colin. So, do you get an answer? I, I do have an answer. Um we have the headliner, Brittany Griner, is on the team. Word. Um, Aaliyah Boston coming I off love her Aaliyah WNBA Rookie Year season. Uh, she's going to be on the team. She's so uh, good. We also have a bunch of other gold medalists from Friar Olympics. <laughs> uh, we have three different um, SEC alumni who used to play against Tennessee. Love. Uh, it's just going to be a fun, fun game. There are a few players that won't make it to that game from the team, so it won't be a full USA or Team USA. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will be a pretty full, pretty dominant Team USA with all of the top players in the country. I'm so excited. Um, uh... It's mostly bench players that will not be making the trip, so uh, it's going to be a fun, fun game. Oh, yes. Um, but yeah, back to your game, LSU versus Colorado. Like that's. Yeah. I'm it, hoping it's a good game. I'm hoping it's a good game, too. Um, Colorado, obviously a very good team. You know, mm-hmm. Pac-12, they're usually looking pretty good. They're ranked one spot above fellow Pac-12 USC that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, LSU, I want to see how dominant they are this year. I do, too. Especially after their national championship last year. Yeah, I think I, I think they're going to be dominant. I think here, okay, there's going to be a performance similar to a South Carolina undefeated season. That's my prediction. They're probably going to go undefeated all season. However, I think that changes when you get to March. Okay. So I think they, they'll have a That's bit, an early prediction. It is an early prediction. It's probably going to be wrong. But um, that's where I'm at with that. I I think they'll it'll be a different story once you hit March. Again, I think the only team that's really going to compete with them in conference is probably going to be South Carolina, which isn't surprising. Um, no Tennessee in that? Potentially. Um, that, I don't that's know. That's interesting to me because I do think Tennessee you will think compete so? with LSU. I don't mm, It's just, I think it's going to be hard for anyone to compete with LSU. That's fair. Until, until March. It's going to be hard for everyone to compete with LSU. Yeah. However. I'm still going to stick with, I think, their best contender is going to be uh, South Carolina. Yeah. I'm going to stick to that. So I think they're going to go undefeated all season, and then March it's going to get a little more interesting. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they lose to Colorado. I think they'll they'll crush Colorado. I hope it's competitive, though. Uh, I hope it's competitive, but at this rate, looking at what LSU is doing. It's not going to be. And all of their transfers and all of their – Yeah. LSU looks like the best team in the country right now for good reason. Um yeah. They were voted number one. Everyone else is looking at them. They all they look like number one. Uh, yeah. They have a little bit of work to do with putting that roster together, making sure everyone fits and 
works together on that team. Yeah. Because, you know, there's a lot of um, very powerful players and very emotional players on that team. And so that worries me a little bit if we start seeing a little bit of trouble there um, with team dynamics. I think the biggest thing is that Kim Mulkey needs to lay out uh, roles for people and say, not everybody is going to be our top scorer. Yeah. Because especially bringing in Van Lith, who was a top scorer carrying team on her back, you're gonna she she's gonna be able to distribute that a lot more with mm-hmm. Angel Reese, and so especially yeah that download outside dominance. So I think that they have the talent to spread out their scoring, and I hope they do. So yeah. I hope it's just not a one man dominant team because they don't have to be. No, they have so much talent all around mm-hmm. the court. Like they have four of the top five players in the country in my, maybe not four of the top five, but like four of the top players in the country right now. Mm -hmm. Like pass it around. Let everyone score. Be unpredictable in that way. Um, Have a bunch of different options. Mm -hmm. I really hope Kim Mulkey pulls that off and I'm not worried about that. Kim Mulkey is a phenomenal coach. She knows what she's doing. She'll do amazing. So I have LSU winning that game. Um, If they don't though... That brings up a lot of worries for the rest of the season there. Yeah. Oh, it does. It really does, again. But I don't think it's going to go any other way than LSU winning. Fair enough. Uh, We also picked out two smaller conference games uh, to watch. And, I mean, we're talking smaller conference. um, Sorry, three of them. Uh, Gardner-Webb versus UNC. So UNC is ranked 16th. Uh, Gardner-Webb, I think, is a phenomenal team. They were good in the tournament last year. They competed, you know, against, uh, you know, they they competed last year <laughs> against Utah. Uh, one hundred seven or one hundred three to seventy seven is what they lost by to Utah in as a fifteen seed last year. Um, yeah. I don't think they'll win, but I think it should be you know a little bit of a test for UNC. Mm-hmm. Give them a little, give us a little bit of a picture of what UNC can do. Yeah. Um. You have two games written down too. I do. I have um, FGCU, uh, who's playing uh, number twenty-one USC. Again, I don't think that's going to be too big of an issue for USC, but I think it'll be interesting. Uh, the more important game I have, however, is going to be Gonzaga Montana. Gonzaga was a tournament team last year, so I think and I think Montana's got a good, pretty good, solid roster this year. So I think this will be an interesting mm-hmm. game. I hope it's an interesting game. It's um, a good. St- it's a good place to start for Gonzaga, I think. Yeah. Definitely um, a good way to get their feet wet into the season. Yeah. I think um, Florida Gulf Coast could take down USC. Really? Bold I'll be completely statement. honest. All right. Uh, they were the 12th we're team that, that upset <laughs> last, year, uh, last year in the tournament. They upset Washington State as the yeah. five seed. Uh, 74-63. And then they almost took down Villanova in the next round after that. I think they're just that kind of a team that has a little bit of a push that could take down USC, especially being that we, I, I don't know okay. what USC is going to do. You All know? right. Um, I mean, I picked USC to take down Ohio State, so. That, that'll I, be I'm a big predictor, on, yeah. I'm kind of on both sides here. You know, I think Florida Gulf Coast can beat USC. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they will, uh, but I think it's going to be closer than we all think. Okay. All right. I'll uh, 
I'm going to quote you on that. <laughs> you know. We'll I, come back to these later and we'll yep. be like, yeah, you we'll, were wrong. We'll come back to them and... next week for sure. <laughs> you can call me out on that all you want. Yeah. That's what, uh, we, that's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. That's all, all in good fun. <laughs> uh, on the men's side, I'm going to have another few hot takes I have a feeling. Oh, you're going to have hot opinion. takes? I'm going to rant. <laughs> oh, boy. We're gonna, I'm going to oh, be ranting at a lot of these games. I'm not going to lie about it. Let's talk about last week on the men's side. Especially Kylie. the game I was physically at. I'm going to read about. But, Do you um, want to start with that? Let's let's start with all that. Right, we'll Michigan start State, with that. Tennessee. <laughs> um, we were both there. We were both there in the zone. Indeed. Um, I was in the lower bowl, partying was, it up. I was in the upper bowl. Um, <laughs> Taking videos of me in the lower bowl. Rate, you know, yeah. my, my watch was telling me to lower my heart rate and asking me if I needed stress-reducing breathing exercises. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if that tells you anything about how I felt during that game... Um, yeah, Kylie, I want to know your rant. <laughs> Go for it. So watching this game was probably some of the most stressful things in my one of the most stressful things in my entire life. And I say that as a college student, <laughs> could go through a lot of stress on the daily. Basically, here's where I'm at. So opening the game, we were down 15 to one in like, what, a minute and a half, two minutes. Yeah. We, we were down a little bit. I think it was 17 to 17 one. 17 to one. Insanity. Absolute insanity. It, it was not pretty for the first. No. Like next two minutes. Bit of the it's game. like 20 to five. Yeah. I have never been more frustrated with an opening for a team. However, I, I understand. Again, it's the end of the season. Tennessee. I'll get to them in a second. They're going to they're gonna be so good. Um, But there's just so much work, I think, for MSU to do. Our guys looked like they have never played against in-your-face, contact, defense, aggressive in their entire lives. And it was scary. And I was like, you guys are some, you guys are one of the best teams in the country. A hundred percent. I can never refute that. That was insane. Like, I get it's their first big game out because they just played Hillsdale, beat them solid, like really solid, had a great showing. This game, I get it was for charity and all that th- stuff. We just had such high expectations waiting to this game. And then to see that happen, you're not going to win a game if you're going to start out on a 16-point losing streak, like a 60-point like streak like that. It's not It's not going to work. It's never going to work. We never took the lead the entire game. We tied it with what? like 45 four se- seconds yeah, left. Yeah, 45 seconds left. We tied it. We ended up losing by one. Okay, so... <laughs> Yeah, you're talking about this like we lost by like 30. No, no, no. And we lost by we one lost point, by one. I know. I don't know if I'm nitpicking. I don't know if I just, I don't know. But there's just so much work they have to do. I will say our freshmen blend very well with our veterans, which is so exciting to see. Um, again, first game out, Tennessee looked so dominant. I'm almost positive. Weren't they missing their best player? Yeah, they were. They were missing their top, their, two. Their top two players. <laughs> um, which, which worries me even more. Which but. worries me, but makes me very excited for them because they were automatic from the three-point line. I mean, they were, they were dominating the entire well, game. Kylie, when all 10 of your first <laughs> shots are from the three-point line and you make, and all, you make all 10, you Insane. go 10 for 10 mm-hmm. from the three-point line in your first 10 shots in the game? Yeah. First it's a, of it's all, so impressive. MSU defense, you you can't even. They were, you know, guarding those players. Mm-hmm. These weren't uncontested threes for the most part. Yeah. They were contested threes and every one of them was sunk. It was like, insane. That's so go, that's going to be hard. If they can keep up that production on, yeah. from the three-point line, they're mm-hmm. going to be 
championship caliber. I will say, however, both teams um, looked rough on the turnover end. They both had a lot of turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... I think that's more compliments to the team than anything else yeah. because both teams were forcing turnovers. Not all of them were forced, though. Th- Some of true. them, that's I think, true. what, I think you, I think there, Tennessee there were had, few, what, 20? And there, MSU there were had, like, quite a 17. few turnovers. Yeah, there were a um, lot. A surprising number. Also a very foul-heavy game. Oh, my like, gosh. Don't even get me started, that up. Colin. But Tennessee... <laughs> had three players that would have fouled out or two I think two players that would have fouled out two that would have fouled out we had one and we had Millie Call Call. that would have fouled out yeah like and that both all of those fouls they would have fouled out early in the second half yeah like Mm -hmm. not even like late game foul like early in the second yeah I will say that I'm sorry, referees. However, that was some of the worst refing in a basketball game I have seen at the college level. You're used to Big Ten refing, I think is the issue here. Because Big Ten refing seems to allow more physicality than some of the other yeah, conferences. Yeah, but even then, they were just, they were clear calls that were incorrect. And here's they're, the thing, they're... and I'm not saying that as if I was on the opposite end of the court, and I was just like, oh, no, no, no. No, there were clear calls that happened right in front of me. I sat on basically under the basket, so I was a That's lot. Of them, I was right there. I was I was farther up. Yeah, so. there were clear calls, and the referee was right there as well. That I was like, "You're kidding! Like you didn't make that call? I don't know." Again, I'm like backseat, like driving here. <laughs> I'm like, I know this, this, and this. You're backseat driving in the heat of the moment. In the heat as of the an moment, MSU fan. Yeah, but um, I am so complimentary towards Tennessee. Getting those two players back, seeing how well they work in with what they showed us, I think they're a natty team. I think they can be a natty team. That's exactly what I was thinking there. A hundred percent. My other thing is, with how well our freshmen fit in at MSU, we're also going to be a natty team. I think we are definitely a championship caliber team. Yeah. That, you know, Mm -hmm. we have a hard schedule ahead of us, so do they. Yeah. But we look like a team that could... Mm-hmm. potentially knock on wood yeah make the championship and i you know it's too early to tell it's preseason yeah but a lot of promising things from both teams yeah i know i talked a lot about what msu has to work on but that's just because i'm you know i'd rather it's more constructive to focus what you need to work on they did a lot of really good things yeah so i'm sure. never gonna take that away from them i mean tyson walker continues to be invaluable to our team our freshmen looked very good. They fit in well. Um, I I just think that our other guys got to get going. A lot of our veterans mm-hmm. need to get going. Um, I think Carson Cooper looked great. Um, yeah, but I think once they get going, again, it's early in the season. Playing a top a top ten matchup as like your second ever showing is yeah. tough. Tough for both teams. I mean, it's hard. So I think they got a taste of what it's going to be like. In mm-hmm. general, and I think they can take everything that they learned and move forward from it. So I'm excited. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Both coaches know what they're doing. Both oh my teams gosh, yes. seem to know what they're doing. I'm I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to both of those. So that was uh, my little rant. <laughs> we got a bunch of other games to talk <laughs> yeah, about. We do. So let's rock through these a little bit quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, uh, game we mentioned the other week: North Carolina at Florida Atlantic in a secret scrimmage. Um, Again, we don't want people to break rules for NCAA. We don't condone it. Uh, we don't condone it as a podcast, as Impact 89. However, we did get the re- these results leaked. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And UNC beat Florida Atlantic 79-63. Very interesting. Which is crazy. Yeah. Because I thought it'd be the other way around. Oh, me too. Um, With Florida Atlantic being the Final Four team last year, with UNC kind of falling apart, Mm -hmm. um, I'm excited to see UNC back. Part of me is. (laughs) But... Most of me is not. (laughs) It's worried about Florida Atlantic being ranked top 10 right now and whether they can keep that up. up. I mean, they have a lot of tough matchups early season this year Mm -hmm. against Power Five opponents that are going to be, you know, some of the bigger name matchups now that they made the Final Four last year. They really have a lot of pressure on them to hold up to that standard that they set in March Madness last year. Mm -hmm. And I'm worried at this rate. Will they be able to hold that standard? Listen, welcome to the big leagues, um, FAU. It it's hard. Um, I think there there's gonna be a learning curve. So I think maybe putting them in the top that as high as they were in the top twenty five might have been a little bit preemptive. Mm-hmm. I think that their that learning curve, it's gonna take them a bit. It's they it's it's a whole different ball game. I mean, it really is. And now there's again, all the cameras are on them, everyone's watching them and Hopefully, they'll be able to kind of pick up quickly. I mean, they had a great showing in March. So people are expecting that caliber of play Mm 24-7. So they've just got to make that adjustment sooner rather than later to be able to have a successful season. Yeah, and UNC, obviously, a good team. Always a good team, yeah. You know, and just because they had a down year last year doesn't mean this year's going to be a down year. You know, uh, I think they have proven themselves worthy of being in the top 25 now. Yeah. Compared to a few weeks ago when I was a little <laughs> bit suspicious. When all of us were suspicious. Um, you know, but I think I think they've proven themselves with that kind of a performance. Mm-hmm. And we'll see how they do in the regular season, you know. ACC play is a little bit harder. So oh, yeah. We'll see. Um, I want to mention there's a few, there's five games we picked few. out. <laughs> five games we picked out um, that we didn't mention a few weeks ago that ended up being a huge deal. Literally insane. Um, First of all, let's talk about another team we put a lot of disrespect on, and I want to apologize to the Illini out there. Oh, I'm not apologizing. You can. I will not. <laughs> I, I will apologize because we stated that the Illini have no business being anywhere near the top 25, <laughs> and then they took down Kansas, uh, the number one seed in a preseason scrimmage, 82-75, to 75, and yeah. just looked like a team that is playing at a... Big Ten championship level along with exciting Purdue and Michigan State. Like, Illinois, I apologize. I didn't think you'd be that level, and you have proven yourselves to be that level. So, um, yeah. I mean, Colin's the better man. I will not apologize. Um, <laughs> however, it is an extremely exciting win, and it's solid. Uh, regardless, I love to see any Big Ten team take on anyone else from any conference and win. I love it. Especially um, when it's number one overall, oh, Kansas. Oh, absolutely. Especially when Taking it's Kansas. Taking down Hunter Dickinson, like, <laughs> that That made my day. Um, Hunter the Dickinson did Vendetta. look like he fit in really well at Kansas. Exciting. Though. I will I'm say so that. that. He though. fit. Like, oh, yeah. They've still got, I mean, listen, new players, workout, match. I mean, come on. They're, it's, you know. There's still it's time. Pre-season. It's preseason. I mean, they're going to work it out. I don't and think it's going to change their success. Illinois. Um, yeah, that's another thing to that's note. That's tough. Um, playing as an away team is always a little bit harder, mm-hmm. uh, especially in a stadium like Illinois, where they're 
you know, their stadium atmosphere or their arena atmosphere is pretty, um, pretty strong. Yeah. They're a, they're a powerful place to play. So mm-hmm. I don't um, know. I don't think this is going to change Kansas Kansas's success throughout the season, though. I mean, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I could see them falling out of being the number one team. I don't know who would fall into that. But at some point, I can see them kind of falling from that. But most teams do. I mean, teams take up losses all the time. Yeah, who so. would fall into that? Because right now, one, three, and four all, all lost. just lost. Uh, three being another team I want to talk about, Purdue. Uh, Ring they the lost. bells. They, shoot the confetti cannons. Purdue lost. Lost to <laughs> Arkansas. And, um, it, you know, it was a close game. Arkansas is ranked 14th in the country. Purdue's mm-hmm. ranked third. You know, Arkansas won 81-77. Close game, yeah. It's a close game, but at the same time, it was very clear that Arkansas knew what they were doing and how to guard Zach Eady. Oh, of course, of Watching course. Watching that game, I mean, yes. Zach Eady did not look like he could get any dominance off. He looked like a good player. Yeah, he's a he's but a good player. Not I mean, a team carrying player. Nope. Anymore. Mm-hmm. And they Arkansas just played by FDU's strategy and took down Purdue again. I mean, it's going to be the same thing all season if Purdue yeah. doesn't change something up. I think. No, it is. They need their other players to start producing because if teams are going to lock down Zach Eady and the rest of the team's got to figure it out because he cannot be a team carrier. I said this from the get-go, though. He's not. He does not have it in him to carry a team. He there. He just doesn't do more, in my opinion. I mm-hmm. He just doesn't do anything else besides stand there he, and shoot over people. He's look, not very mobile. He's a good player. Yeah, he no. has a great shot. Got great shot. Got but good moves. If I he's mean, guarded like he has been in the last few games, mm-hmm. he's, he's going to be, you know, taken down pretty easily by some of these high caliber teams. Yeah, and you know, Purdue will obviously beat some of the lower caliber teams. Well, yeah, and most of them, as they should, they'll be a good team this year. Yeah, they'll be I'm solid in the Big that. Ten. I just don't see them as Big Ten champions. I. It's gonna be. It's gonna be tough for Purdue. I think. Um, yeah. And really, I think they did switch their strategy a little bit in the second half, kind mm-hmm. of playing away from Zach a little bit. They're going to have to get more Which is what gave them a little bit of that closer game. Yeah. Um, they're going to have to get more comfortable with it. I completely yeah. agree. They're going to have to. Um, I think they will, though. I, I hope so. I just think people, especially, have continued to put a lot of stock in Purdue. And I guess from my perspective, I just haven't seen the payoff yet. Yeah. I haven't seen where Purdue's living up to that. Because people are already out there predicting Purdue's going to win it win it all again this year. They're predicting they're going to win the Natty. They're going to win the Big Ten. I have a very hard time. I, I can't. With that. I, I cannot back it up at all. So we'll see. Again, it's interesting. Um, But it's also preseason. So there's probably still figuring out. They're like, okay, now teams know how to play Zach Eady. Let's, you know, throw it down low and then have him dish it out. Get our shooters going. That's yep. That's got to be their strategy. Exactly. That has to be it. Uh, let's bring up the other few games quick. Um, Alabama, number 24, uh, played at Wake Forest, and Wake Forest won 88-80. to 80. Um, I know Alabama lost a few players this year. You know, yeah. The, we, we knew they weren't going to be quite the same caliber as last year, uh, which is why they were ranked a little lower than last year's ending ranking at 24. You know, they're still mm-hmm. a good team. Um I think it's too early to sound the alarms, but I think this is very worrying for the Crimson Tide. I do too. I mean, losing, they, they lost quite a bit. I mean, losing a big part of your team is ho- so hard. 
So, I mean, these just got, these guys just got to step it up and adjust and, like, learn how to lead a team and learn how to play at that at the level. I mean, that's just it. Because if this is an indicator, it's not a good one <laughs> at all. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I do think Alabama's going to come back from that, though. I think they'll be a top 25 team. It'll still be on the low side, like, where they're at now. Yeah. I, I like the look of Wake Forest gave, though. Yeah. Uh, Wake Forest... You know, they've kind of been off my radar a little bit in the ACC. Mm-hmm. They they looked like a solid contender Exciting. for uh, at least a tournament bid. Yeah. You know, ACC is insane every year in basketball. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, it's it's hard, yeah. But we see a lot of great teams. Um, <laughs> there's another ACC team we're about to talk about that really <laughs> worries me a little bit. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> um, but... You know, I, I think Wake Forest might be a tournament team next year. Exciting, uh, yeah. Looking, looking like if they continue to play like they did against Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of that other team, <laughs> um, we had two teams that are currently receiving votes that both lost scrimmages to D2 opponents. <laughs> um, that would be Louisville, Woo! who lost 71-68 versus Woo! Kentucky Wesleyan, and St. John's, uh, coached by Rick Pitino. Who lost sixty three fifty nine to Pace University? Rough. Um, what I, the heck? I don't know which one's more worrying <laughs> for me. Um, Rick Vitino losing is wild to a D two opponent. Um, kudos to Pace. You know that's oh awesome. yeah no it's a good win. But there's no reason St John should be receiving votes anymore until no. they prove something for themselves. You know same with Louisville <laughs> and Louisville. I I feel bad. They had one of the top recruiting classes in the country again. Mm-hmm. They were finally looking like they might be back on the upswing after their like three years of just yeah horrendous play and losing to Kentucky Wesleyan in the first or in one of the first preseason scrimmages is not the way to start that. <laughs> it is not upswing. You know, it's, it's not. <laughs> it's not. I I feel for all the Louisville students out there who we're sorry, y'all. You know. Who know we that Louisville won a natty like ten years ago, <laughs> and are now sitting here losing to a D two opponent. So rough. Like the turnaround on that is crazy. Um, I feel for all of the Louisville students there. I I just feel bad because mm-hmm. Louisville used to be a phenomenal team, and now yeah, it's they hard to looked watch. like they could be again, and that didn't look like they could be again. No. Um, well, I mean, if they have a bunch of new recruits coming in, it's such a learning curve. Oh, they're such a young team. Like learning they're, curve. They're an incredibly young team. Yeah. But to lose to a D2 opponent. It's kind of crazy because, again, I'll go back to watching. A three-point game. Yeah, but still. But a loss to a D2 opponent. Watching MSU's freshmen come in and still be very competitive and successful with, with the veterans and against veterans. If they have it in them, they'll do it. I mean, hopefully this is a wake-up call and they'll be like, I really need to step up my game because this is not it right now. Yeah, I think they just need some leadership out there in Louisville. Yeah. Uh, they just because right now yeah. it just – the only way you lose to a D2 opponent as a team like Louisville with all that talent is just being uncoordinated as a team, you know. Yeah, Undis- like undisciplined, uncoordinated. You know, yeah, so you need, they need a leader. It's teamwork, you need a leader, and that's the next step. As for St. John's, I don't know, man. Rick Patino is a better coach than that. Yeah. He will either bounce back or this is the downfall of Rick Patino. Mm-hmm. And there is, it's one or the other, and there is no in between. 
I hope it's not the downfall of Rick Pitino. I really hope not. He's a great coach. Maybe he's had a few scandals in the past, you know. But as a as <laughs> but a basketball who hasn't? <laughs> as a basketball coach specifically, he's yeah. a good coach. Yeah. You know, so seeing them lose to Pace University um and going into an insane Big East again. It's not it's not looking promising no, for St. John's. Not at all. To say the least. Yeah. Um let's move on to some of those games next week. Um we picked out three in the power five and then uh, two others that are smaller games. Smaller, um, kind of. Mine that'll, I picked that'll be kind pretty, of smaller. They'll be pretty exciting games nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, I have two on the Power 5 side. Uh, we're going to start with uh, number 21, USC versus Kansas State That's going to be Monday. a really good one. That's going to be a one. phenomenal game. Um, yeah. I can't wait to talk about this one next week. I'm excited. Because it's just a game to watch. Mm-hmm. Like It's going to be good. Oh. I, I can't wait for that one. Um, obviously, Monday is the first day of the season, and yeah. most of the teams in on the men's side are starting with smaller schools. Tip, I mean, it's typical. Uh, it's typical. I mean, USC Kansas State is not a no. small school, small school nope. matchup, and that will be fun to watch. It'll be interesting to see how um, what Kansas State does after losing their two best players. Yeah, I mean they they definitely have some bounce back to do. Um, yeah, but. You know, will they bounce back immediately? Probably not. But mm-hmm. I want to see what USC can do against a, you know, a relatively good... A tough tournament team. team yeah. You know, a, a team that lost their two best players, but a team that's good nonetheless. You yeah. know, we're going to see this USC team that gets a lot of hype right now. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be fun to watch. From their new like new recruits, and it'll be interesting to, to see how they do or how much they play. And Yeah, got to see how they mesh. Yes. Um, the other game I want to watch, uh, this one we will not talk about next week because we will be recording before it happens. Kind of a bummer for you. Really a bummer, uh, but we'll talk about it the week after, I'm sure, because mm-hmm. it's going to be a phenomenal game. Number 12, Arizona versus number 2, Duke. That's going to be an exciting matchup for sure. Oh, my gosh. You, you can't not wait for that one. Like, Got me feeling like March again. Like, like that's, that's a game right there, mm-hmm. especially with... Arizona and how well they did last year and yeah. you know bringing in uh Love bringing in Caleb Love is going I to always be a phenomenal he transfer there yeah that it'll yeah I think he'll fit really well on that I'm team I'm sure he will and against Duke you know Caleb Love going up against the old Duke <laughs> rival like the that's going to be just fun to watch yeah uh Kyla sure. you brought up two games too though I did yes um Peck in action I've got uh, Princeton and Rutgers. Ooh, okay. Nine of them are ranked. However, that is a Princeton, a tournament team from last year that did so well. Mm-hmm. And such an exciting, good shooting team. Took down Arizona. Took down Arizona. Woo-woo. Uh, versus Rutgers, a Power 5 school who um, wore, also was, had a good end of the season last was year. Was not a bad team by any means last year at all. So that'll be exciting to watch. Uh, that is November 6th, so I will bring this back up. <laughs> next yep. week um and then i have uh fau versus loyola Ooh, okay so kind of inter- it's it's gonna be interesting um loyola typically has been within the last few last well five ish years typically a pretty good basketball school mm-hmm. and fau again kind of moving into this new territory so it'll be kind of interesting to see how both teams, you know, look, how they each have a showing. I'll be interested to be able to watch FAU 
to yeah, see where their oh, problems sure. lie. Because we can't really learn much from that secret scrimmage, but we can learn a lot from what from them playing Loyola next week. Yeah, and Loyola Chicago, I mean, they had a really down year last year um, in their first year in the Atlantic 10 Conference. Yeah. Because they moved up conferences after a few years of dominance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's going to be a fun matchup because Loyola looks like a team that mm-hmm. has now adjusted to that yeah. A-10 level play. Mm-hmm. Um, and Florida Atlantic, obviously, you know, Final Four team last year. They know yeah. what they're doing. It's it's yeah. going to be a fun, fun game. Yeah, it'll be exciting. Um, as for a few other games on the smaller side, um, I have one, you have one. You want to go with yours first, Kylie? <laughs> yeah, I'll go I'm with curious mine. <laughs> how you're considering this a small school game. I mean, other you, than the you, fact you that know why the I'm team considering caliber has been rough. You lately. know why I'm considering it a small school game. Um, I won't really mention it, but some stuff's been flying around, so we'll, we'll it'll be I'll, I'm going to pay close attention to this game. Um, So I have UNC Asheville, and they're playing the University of Michigan next week. Interesting. I know that doesn't seem like a small school game. However, from my perspective, the caliber of Michigan, their players, because they did lose some kids to the draft, um, and they lost Hunter Dickinson to the transfer portal. The caliber of what they have is, has for least from my perspective, has been called into question. And yeah, so and has that, Jawan Howard's Tuesday ability to game. coach. Like, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a close one. I think, I think it's gonna be interesting. Um, it'd be easy to predict that. Oh, they should win. They're a Big Ten. I I don't know. I really don't know. And and UNC Asheville. It's not like they're playing some small right. school that's bad. UNC Asheville was Big South champions last year. Yeah. Uh, they went twenty-seven and eight overall. They were thirteen and zero at home. Yeah. Like. It's not a like they're a bad team. They yeah. were a tournament team, a conference champion team that dominated their conference. Mm-hmm. And Michigan is still falling apart. Is on their and downfall. Just reeling from yeah. all of their everything. Random everything. And just reeling from not everything. Not getting Caleb Love was, I think, tough. The nail in the coffin Losing, for Michigan this year. Um, Hunter Dickinson was hard. Yep. And then I believe. Jace Howard went to yep. the draft, and I want to say Kobe Buffkin also went to the draft. Michigan, now, it is a very fresh, young roster. Yeah, they literally lost their only leader on the team, pretty but much, it, in Hunter Dickinson. A, it's going to be a really tough... Um, it's going to be a down year, for sure. It's going to be a tough year for Michigan. Uh, yeah. We'll see if UNC Asheville can just kind of yeah. really, really dominate. Again, it'll be, it'll be a telling game for... Michigan in every aspect of what they're going to look like this season. So that's why my eyes are on it. I know it's kind of not really small school or small conference, but I'm considering it that. That's fair. All right, Colin, yours are actually Uh, small schools. My my actual small schools. I want to pick Iona versus College of Charleston. Um, This is going to be a phenomenal game. College of Charleston, if you remember, was the best um, record in college basketball last year. Yeah. um, When they came into the tournament in Iona, is now was coached by uh, Rick Patino last year. He moved on, and Iona hired Tobin Anderson from Farley Dickinson. Woo! Um, facing off against the best team or the team with the best record in college basketball last year, like that's going to be a fun. Oh, it's going to be a good game. matchup. Yeah. Both of those teams are easily March Madness caliber again this year. I think um, it's going to be fun to watch. Oh, 100%. It, it, Definitely. 
I have nothing other to say than that. Yeah. Um, I really hope I get a chance to watch it. Yeah. Um, Are they streaming it anywhere? I have no idea. I haven't looked yet. I know. But yeah. I, I'm really hoping I get a chance to watch it. So. Yeah. That's that. Yeah. Um, let's just go right in full port, full court press. That's okay. most of our episode for today. Do you want to go first, or you want me to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Why okay. not? My full court press is going to take about thirty seconds. Um, <laughs> it's more like an announcement. It's, it's more of an announcement <laughs> than anything else. Uh, we're going to try to get some cameras in studio to do some recording <laughs> with cameras, uh, so you can see all of our wild facial reactions. <laughs> um. And, you know, slightly uncalled for facial reactions. <laughs> All the time. Um, we're also considering doing some live um, podcasting. It'd be fun. In the future, yeah. potentially for like Selection Sunday and stuff. Um so we're we're looking at all the options right now. We're excited for the way this podcast is going. Uh, we're looking at all that. That's yeah, my full court press, I suppose. I mean, it's that's, a lot of fun. That's all I got there. Yeah, but. I was really pushing for us to do a Halloween costume episode. Yeah, but we, uh, we don't have cameras that work not yet, yet. So we're we'll working get there. on it. Hopefully, we're ugly Christmas sweater. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> recording. Um, yeah, you guys are going to enjoy it, especially um, when Derek's back. We do. There's a lot of shenanigans that happen that there, none of you there can see. Definitely are. And it's so much fun. I'm mm. sitting here going through my spiel, and those two are just dying in the background, <laughs> laughing, like, making fun of me. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a, a blast. good time. Yeah. Okay. Kylie, what's your focus? Yeah, press? mine's a mine's a little bit not related. Well, it kind of is. So, I'm gonna list off some of the reasons why March is so much fun. Um, and I know probably a lot of you already know why. Um, this is going to go off of kind of my personal experience with March and re- some reasons why I love it so much. So my I wasn't super duper devoted to March Madness until about, I want to say, legitimately like maybe three years ago. And I always watch basketball. Um, I'd been a U of M fan all my life, so I specifically paid attention to U of M basketball. Um, I watched them lose to Villanova in the uh the Natty championship which was love that day that was a phenomenal day (laughs) as someone who picked Villanova that year to win the Natty (laughs) um that that was the best way to do it that was devastating for me at the time um I remember watching however my mom has been Michigan State fan so this was really full circle for her when I came here but um watching Cassius Winston era um and watching him just absolutely tear it up I remember doing that but once I remember in 2020, we didn't get March. Mm-hmm. Devastating. Um, but my love for it comes from 2021. So, which was kind of slowing down on the COVID era. Um, two weeks before my spring break, all in March, this is all in March, by the way, me and my sister got COVID. So basically, my entire house was on lockdown. Everybody had to stay home. And then that the week after, that was my spring break. So we were going on spring break. So my little brother at the time, he was, oh gosh, he might've been nine, he was nine or 10. And um, literally all day, every day, we would sit in my house because we had nowhere to go, nothing to do. And we would sit there and we'd watch basketball. It, men, women, all of it. We watched every single basketball game that was on air. We'd wake up early-ish, watch early morning basketball, and then we'd be up all day and stay up until midnight, one o'clock, watching late night basketball. And it was so much fun. Um, I forget who won the men's side that year. I really don't remember. Was it Virginia? I 
think it no it no, wasn't no that Virginia was, was a while ago yeah um, i don't remember who won that year i remember stanford women won that year yep so i do remember that for sure because i remember watching it um and being sad that they won that was baylor's year oh yes year. i remember being mad about baylor winning they, too they beat gonzaga in the yeah. championship that year but no my my love for marge comes from being able to it was a really big bonding point for my family. My brother's the smartest person I know when it comes to basketball, and I would love to get him on here, but he's just so shy. Um, but he's the smartest person I know when it comes to basketball and being able to sit down and compete with my family members over brackets, and now I compete with my friends here. I beat Colin. I won our league last year. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Only by a little bit. Only by a little bit, but I did win. Um, that's It's just such a big bonding point and such big happy memories in my life uh, stem from March. So... I hope it's like that for a lot of other people. I'm sure it is, but that's just kind of why I love March so much, and I'm excited for this year. I just realized I don't have enough TV screens or enough devices to be able to watch all the games at once. So Kylie, we'll figure it out. We got this. We'll set them all up. But I just remember also in like, and I'll do this again this year in class. I sit and I watch games. Oh yeah, which absolutely. is really bad. I'm a great student, I swear, but <laughs> I'm also watching basketball in class. No, all A student, but at the same time. <laughs> Yeah. If I'm an all-A student, do I fully need to pay attention to the lecture or can I just watch <laughs> basketball? Can I watch? It's yeah. the trade-off there. And so mm-hmm. I do the exact same thing. I'm not ashamed to admit that. Heck I've been yeah. doing it since I was in fifth grade. Yep, yep. Um, on the Chromebooks at school. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. All over that it. That was me. So we love basketball here. We uh, promise. Anyways, thanks for sharing that, Kyla. That's interesting. Yeah. It's a cool story. Absolutely. Uh, and then thank you guys for joining us on this week's episode of Check the Net on Impact 89FM. Uh, let us know what you think by connecting with the station on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at WDBM and at Impact 89FM. Uh, this will be our first full basketball season. We're very excited. The season's madness is only just beginning, and we cannot wait to talk about it more next week on Check the Net. Thank you guys for listening.